Hey everyone, welcome to Cigars and Syndication. Uh, I'm Robbie, I'm here with Jay, uh, where we're passionate about cigars and, and passionate about real estate. Uh, today we're going to be smoking a Don Papin Garcia 20th anniversary cigar, and we're going to talk about Bitcoin a little bit. Hey, welcome everybody. My name is Junaid Noor. Uh, welcome to Cigars and Syndications. Um, yeah, so you know we're passionate about cigars and we're passionate about real estate, but today we're going to kind of go off of the real estate topic and talk about why Bitcoin has got this really, really strong run these past few weeks. Uh, it went from, I think, what, almost 18, 19,000 to almost 40,000. Yeah, that's correct. Um, so yeah, we will talk about that. We'll review the cigar a little bit later. This is a Don Pepin. It's made by my father, uh, in case you guys like the my father uh, cigars. Uh, this is a 20th anniversary edition, and uh, so far, so good. Excellent smoke. Yeah, it's a, got a really good mature tobacco flavor. It's really creamy, smooth, um, maybe just a, a light hint of coffee and some nuts, but but really, uh, really good cigar so far. So, you know, we know that uh, a pseudonym, uh, somebody who used a pseudonym of Satoshi Nakamoto wrote a paper in 2008, um, regarding peer-to-peer -peer, uh, cryptocurrency, peer-to-peer -peer, uh, networking on, uh, on on these currencies. But we don't really know who actually started the whole crypto, uh, you know, the crypto craze. Uh, we know that, you know, uh, the the domain name was, was uh, 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 Bitcoin.org was registered uh, October of 2008. So, you know, uh, crypto has been around for since 2008 so you're talking about 13 years or so um just you know going a little bit about the history of, of of crypto and then of course we've got you know bitcoin was the original big daddy and then you've got ethereum and you've got all these other little ones that kind of pop up you get a few popping up every year and then a few of them just kind of fall off every year as well uh but yeah you know uh bitcoin's been around for a, a, a little bit of time and uh you know, we're going to talk a little bit about Bitcoin and figure out what 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 affects Bitcoin. Why? What what's the volatility about? And you know, is it a good investment? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it is. Um, it's tricky to kind of nail it down. I think um, you've got you know several years ago it get, it got hot and went on a good run. And and I was invested in in crypto. I was in Bitcoin and some other coins and 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 did fairly decent and and had a good time. It was actually. Uh, it was actually fun to track and follow and um but you know there's just still trying to nail down patterns and trying to understand you know what drives this and i do i think it's it's uh, i don't know that there is a, a pattern that exists um it just seems like as over time uh people get interested in it it builds it builds it gets popular gets really hot people can make some money and then it kind of fades and just like in the recently it's been very quiet and i think it got as low as right under fourteen thousand. um and then ever since it hit that bottom it started slowly creeping back up yeah well you know um <clears throat> originally uh the the buzz around bitcoin was that it, it was a an asset that was going to replace gold um as the the asset that people turn to in case of inflation or in case of um, the what they call the safe haven asset, um, but you know I I never you know and now I'm kind, I'm kind of more old school than a lot of these younger people who have Bitcoin. Um, I never 
saw it as a replacement of gold. Because if I have a gold coin, I can physically touch it. I can hold it. I can give it to you in exchange for something. Gold's been, you know, uh, a currency for thousands and thousands of years. Uh, Bitcoin is not physical and not everybody accepts it. Anybody in the world pretty much accepts uh, uh, gold. But not everybody accepts Bitcoin. And I think one of the things that affect the, the, the price of Bitcoin is supply and demand. And, you know, just like everything else, supply and demand kind of dictates the where where it's going to go and who wants it and um, where what the value is going to be. You know, with basically back when it started to cool off a little bit uh, a year ago or two years ago, I think that the regulations, the government regulations and federal regulations that surfaced and, and maybe they were pushed a little bit to try to regulate it, kind of cooled it off a little bit, uh, but it didn't seem like any of those had any teeth. Yeah, you know, um, that's kind of been one of the uh, the issues of the volatility um, is, you know, China coming out completely banning Bitcoin or all cryptocurrency, not just Bitcoin. And, you know, interestingly enough, Binance, which is one of their big uh, uh, companies, uh, uh, they do about $91 billion of, of uh, Bitcoin uh, exchange. They, you know, they buy and sell a lot. They're not Bitcoin itself, but uh, they, they allow purchasing things with Bitcoin. So they do a lot of Bitcoin and they hold a lot of Bitcoin. But of course, China's, you know, China is kind of an interesting uh, government system because they, you know, maybe I think it was maybe about 10 years ago where they made an announcement that China, the Chinese government will recognize Bitcoin. And then they banned it. And somewhere in between, I'm sure someone bought a lot of Bitcoin first, um, made the announcement that, you know, they're going to accept it. Bitcoin rose up and then banned it. And I think at that time, Bitcoin had gone up to almost 20,000. And then as soon as China said, we're not going to take Bitcoin, it went back to, to around, I remember around $7,000. Yeah, it dropped quite a bit. And, and I think you know, I wonder if a lot of these governments and, and countries thought they missed an opportunity and they wanted to step back and, and bring out their own digital currency. Yeah. And, you know, the U.S. government is trying to do that. Uh, I believe the Chinese government is also trying to do that through Hong Kong. Um, the other thing that affects the the value of Bitcoin is just plain investor sentiment, you know, which is kind of what affects stocks, too. But Stocks have a value. Uh, they produce earnings, right? Stocks are based on corporations that produce earnings, and those earnings have a value. Bitcoin is not really based on anything, right? It, it, it's not, and the U.S. government doesn't even actually consider it a currency. Uh, in the beginning, they did. Uh, now they only consider it as, as an asset. So when you buy and sell Bitcoin, depending on how, how, how long you held it, your tax uh, is going to be whether it's ordinary income or capital gains. Since they don't treat it as a currency anymore, and, you know, it took a little while for them to to come out with those tax rules. Because uh, in the beginning, if it were just treated as a currency, then you would uh, pay taxes based on the, the exchange of foreign currency. Just like, you know, if you would buy British pounds or you would buy, you know, uh, Chinese yuan for U.S. dollars and exchange those out. You know, just like with any investment, um, what do you think the biggest risks are for crypto? Well, I mean, volatility, you know, um, 
and and a lot of it has to do with media. A lot of it has to do with um, celebrities. So when Elon Musk comes out and says, we're going to start accepting Bitcoin to purchase Teslas. Well, all of a sudden, the price of Bitcoin is going to go up. And remember, Bitcoin is limited, right? We're only limited to 21 million, is it? Is that correct? 21 million coins. Yeah, 21 million coins. So it's, it's a limited supply. It's not like the U.S. dollar. They just can, you know, it can keep being printed. Um, we're limited to 21 million and 90% have already been mined. So um, there's a limited supply. And, you know, when, when Elon comes out or if somebody else comes out and says, hey, we're going to start accepting Bitcoin for purchases of, you know, this asset, obviously the price will go up because supply is limited and demand goes up. Yeah, and I'm I'm not an expert on the on the crypto mining, but I believe that um, you know it becomes incrementally more difficult to mine the next coin. Yes, it's and it's more expensive, right? Crypto mining requires a lot of power, a lot of electricity, uh, so it becomes expensive to to mine every incremental next coin. Yes, you know, for me, I guess one of the biggest risk items would be regulations if the U.S. government are or other big governments put their foot down and, and ban crypto, ban Bitcoin. You know, I could see that that would run off a lot of the investors. I mean, you know, China came out and announced that they're going to ban all cryptocurrency. The U.S. has not done that yet. Um, and I don't think the U.S. will do that. Uh, but, you know, they have a lot of concerns, right? There's a lot of concerns around anonymity, Uh you know, illegal use of cryptocurrency because you don't know who's buying, who's selling, and mainly because of the encryption, right? That that encryption can't be broken now, but uh, that doesn't mean it won't be broken. Uh, but yes, and you know, the anonymity concerns are there, uh, and uh, and the regulation concerns come off of the anonymity concerns, right? Because the U.S. government wants to try to regulate, for example, drug trade, right? Well, and and just like that is the that's the payment of choice for hackers, you know, and and you so you have a certain criminal element with the crypto that that makes it very difficult to track. Yeah, and and that's one of the reasons that the the government has been struggling to try and uh, try and regulate it. And you know, um, I, I I was re I just finished a very interesting book called The Coming Wave, and he talks about that a little bit. Uh, he talks about the new, the next technology wave that's coming. And one of the things he talks about is government regulation. And he says, technology changes on a, on a weekly basis, pretty much. But you can't get a law to pass within a week. It takes years for legislation to pass. And the government just needs to do a better job of keeping up with the technology because they're just not able to do that. You know, they're using the old system of passing laws and they can't keep up with the technology that's moving as much much quicker. Well, it's just like AI. I mean, that's the elephant in the room right now. I mean, what's what's next? What's to come with AI, and how would that's going to impact crypto? Well, I'm 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 glad you brought that up because one of the things that he mentions in this book, and it's an amazing book if you want to read it, it's called the the Coming Wave by Mustafa Suleiman. Uh, he's an AI expert, um, and uh, he talks about that. And <clears throat> you know, I don't know. Um, you know, with the advent of quantum computers now, um, you know, they're not there yet, but at the rate that they are moving, at the rate that they are getting faster and faster and faster, 
uh, it won't be long before somebody can break through Bitcoin's encryption and steal, start stealing coins from other people. You know, because one of the, the things of Bitcoin is that it's got such a large encryption that you can't break it through it with the computing power that we have now. But, you know, it's only a matter of time that quantum computers can. Oh, I totally agree with that. This The AI and quantum computers, I think they're definitely going to be a big risk for crypto. I mean, quantum computers are very expensive right now. But hey, you know, you know, AWS, the Amazon Web Services, uh, will allow you to to rent a portion of their quantum computing, a fractional portion for 29 bucks a month for developing development purposes. But, you know, it's, it's going to be a matter of time before the computing power gets so fast, so, uh, uh, so um, powerful that they can break through a, a, a Bitcoin encryption. Yeah, and, I, and I think that <clears throat> this recent boost, I think people, there's probably a little pent-up demand. I think maybe people are a little worried about the economy and what's going on, what direction it's heading. I think that um, that maybe they reach out to crypto and, and they feel safe and, and can see their money grow and, and, and it creates a little bit of a frenzy, you know. And I think that, you know, in this economic uh, time right now, I think it, it, it's attractive to some investors. Yeah. And, you know, the current rise uh, in crypto uh, going up, up to almost $40,000 is because there's a buzz in the market, in the U.S. stock market, uh, that the SEC will allow... Uh, uh, exchange-traded funds uh, for cryptocurrency. So basically, instead of buying currency, the currency itself, you buy the exchange-traded fund, which holds the, the cryptocurrency. Uh, and because it's it would be an, an SEC-regulated uh, fund, uh, you don't face the risk of, you know, people like, uh, you know, Sam, uh, Sam Friedman, who basically just defrauded his crypto investors, and, so, and there were a few other uh, crypto exchanges which just went belly up with millions and millions and millions of dollars of cryptocurrency, which they just basically took and, you know, you can't find them anymore. And because of the anonymity, you don't know, you know. If those exchanges happen, though, and, and they become SEC regulated, those funds become, you know, SEC regulated, I think that kind of levels it off. I think it stabilizes crypto so it's not so volatile. Yeah, well, and then not just stabilizes, but I, you know, I think the price will increase. Um, you know, so there are some indications that crypto will, or Bitcoin will go up to $60,000 a coin. Because again, now, since it's in, in an ETF, remember, institutional investors in the United States will purchase that ETF. And those ETFs will purchase the coins. And so in order to balance portfolios, as institutional investors purchase stocks, real estate, uh, gold, uh, gold ETFs, they will, they will purchase Bitcoin ETFs, but there's only so many Bitcoins to go around. So, you know, uh, indications are that the prices will go up if, if the SEC, uh, approves this ETF. Well, Jay, this, this Don Papin Garcia is, uh, is really good. I've had, I've had one before that, that kind of fell flat to my expectations because it's on the higher side of the, of the price point. Uh, this 20th anniversary knocks it out of the park. Really good smoke. Yeah, I am enjoying the smoke. Um, it's very smooth. It's got that uh, leather, a little bit of a nut flavor, creamy, but overall good smoke. Started out very spicy, but uh, now it's kind of mellowed out. 
no, really like it. It's um, it's definitely worth the definitely worth the money. If you see the twentieth anniversary, I would definitely pick some up. So, uh, what are you thinking, Robbie? You gonna go buy some Bitcoin? You know, I kind of I'm hesitant. I'm mad at myself for not buying it when it was down at fourteen. Um, but uh, you know, I'm not sure yet. Um, I'm gonna try to do a little investigating, kind of figure some things out, and see what uh, what I think is gonna happen long term. Well. If you, you know, we hope you enjoyed this, uh, this episode. Uh, we didn't talk about real estate much, but we did talk about Bitcoin. Uh, it just, just, you know, it was too hot of a topic. Uh, people were asking questions about what we thought about it. And so we, we needed to, to give some answers on that. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, visit our, our website, www.albanyparkcapital.com. Click the resources tab. Uh, this episode, there's an article that we wrote on it, uh, and it'll be on the um, uh, on the website for you to to look at. And we have a lot of other resources if you're interested in in real estate in general. And uh, you know, enjoy the cigar. Yeah, find you a good cigar, uh, buy you a Bitcoin, and uh, we'll see you next time.